banning chinese apps fiasco bytedance had three apps banned that is tiktok hello and vigo video tencent now has about 25 apps banned and pubg for those of you who don't know pubg used to make as much as 100 million dollars per year from india alone and that's only from in app purchases so they made even more money through tournaments and things like that and so this week the pubg corporation announced that uh, Tencent Games will no longer have the rights to distribute PUBG in India. For those of you who don't know, the PUBG Corporation is the company that actually holds the rights to all PUBG. So PUBG as a game was first designed by Bluehole, which is a South Korean company. They designed it for PCs, consoles, things like that. And eventually they entered into sort of a partnership with Tencent where Tencent Games went ahead and designed the mobile version but PUBG Corp still is the company that holds the rights to the title PUBG Corp was set up by Bluehole because PUBG became that big a game anyway what's happening now is that PUBG Corp will no longer let Tencent distribute the game in India but Tencent does own shares in Bluehole which is sort of the parent company in all of this so whatever money PUBG earns eventually Tencent does gain from it Having said that sources are also telling me that PUBG Corp is looking for a partner in India to distribute the game right now so they will sort of do a licensing deal give the license to somebody who will distribute it again according to some people who you know know about this stuff the distributor in India will be sort of responsible for the content to be created around India all the tournaments that happen in India localizing the data and things like that In fact what a lot of people don't know is that Tencent also had localized PUBG data for India because unlike social media and all in gaming it's sort of a given you know especially in multiplayer games like PUBG where you need very low latency it's very important to have servers inside the country and making sure that you know players in India can connect to servers inside the country because that just improves the gameplay experience and in a way makes it possible to play it regularly and as much as people did in india but then again changing ownership does not necessarily mean that the game is going to return to india a government source told us that passing on ownership is just a part of the problem that the government has i'll be honest at this point nobody knows what the government's real problem is because this is all part of a bigger fiasco that's going on with china which all of you are aware of the government has sent them 
over 70 questions asking various things and I'd imagine they're on the same lines as the questions they sent to TikTok earlier. In fact, I've done an episode on this before, but the gist is that the government wants to know everything from the corporate structure of a company, where the data goes, who all can access the data, who sees the data, where the company pays taxes, what revenues it earns, where it earns, and a lot more. There's really a lot of questions that the government is asking. Coincidentally, so long story short, Tencent is out, but PUBG still has hopes of returning to India, but nothing really has changed for PUBG at this point, except the fact that they're not allowed in India. In the meanwhile, Encore Games, which is an Indian gaming company, is planning to launch something called 4G. And if you ask me, it's a little disappointing that after all our, we are India, we can do tech, we have very good tech talent, we still have to wait for a PUBG to disappear before actually taking it on, so to speak. But then again, Vishal Gondal, whom I do know quite well, he co-founded Encore Games and he has said that the game isn't a PUBG replica. So we have to wait and watch what this thing turns out to be. Maybe it just sounds like PUBG, but you know, maybe the game takes a whole new turn. And at least from the one poster that I've seen, it does seem like a very un-Indian sort of game. Let's wait and watch. Let's see what it turns out to be. Okay. Enough about PUBG, a new iPhone is in the works, folks, and though things are delayed this year because of the pandemic, Apple seems to be at least almost ready to launch its newest phones. So this week, all of us, the tech guys, got an invite for September 15th, where Apple will hold a virtual event, and the expectations are that they will announce the new iPhones in this. That's the iPhone 12. The event is scheduled for 10 a.m. Pacific time, and pretty much anyone can go and watch it on Apple's events page. So you really don't need me to tell you what happened at the event. Although I will, because, you know, content. Expectations are that the company will launch the iPhones, but honestly, there's a lot more that will happen at the event. What interests me really is they're expected to launch a cheaper Apple Watch. Now, let's be clear, nothing Apple ever does is cheap per se. But I'm guessing it will be cheaper by Apple standards. And what I really wonder is whether it'll still work only with iPhones. So what a lot of people may have missed is that sometime last year, I think, Apple had introduced an app store for the Apple Watch. That means that now the Apple Watch can function without the iPhone because it also has eSIMs. So technically, Apple does have a way to get it to Android. It's just a matter of whether it chooses to do it or not. But an even bigger announcement that's expected from that event is that the first Mac computers running on ARM processors should be announced at this event. You know what ARM is? ARM is the company that is pretty much behind every chipset on mobile devices today. And Apple thinks that it can design a processor powerful enough for a PC using ARM's designs. And that should be really, really interesting because if PCs can run on ARM processors, then that means really high battery life, possibly much cheaper laptops and much more portable laptops as well. Of course, we'll have to wait and see what all of this turns out to be. But again, long story short, it seems this year's 
Apple event may actually be more interesting from the Apple Watch, Mac and other devices point of view than the iPhones because the only real new thing expected in the iPhone 12 is the is support for 5G connectivity. I'm sure there'll be better cameras, new processor, more augmented reality, but then, you know, that's sort of become a yearly cycle, so don't expect much there. Support for 5G is of course something that most flagship phones will start getting. So again, that doesn't surprise me. But yeah, with with the Apple Watch, with things like the Mac, Apple could actually sort of take a step into the future of these devices. So So that's it for today. I shall be back this very week with another segment where I take on some misconceptions about technology. Until then, tell me what you want me to cover. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Undertecker. Yes, you heard that right. It's U-N-D-E-R-T-E-C-H-E-R. Or you can write to me at podcastsitinthesuntimes.com. Talk to you next time. This was a Live Mint production. Brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.